and welcome everybody to episode 94 of the progression to the beat podcast i am your host sean moran joining me today is my co-host my good friend keegan thompson no aiden again today uh he is still at austin city limits um maybe we get him tomorrow for the waiver wire episode tbd on that but uh keegan before we hopped on you were telling me that this is the first time that all three of us would be on a pod together with all three of our respective teams the jets the bears and the niners winning uh pretty wild that aiden's not here for that but we hit um, the mean vecta we hit the mean vecta um before we dive into today's episode before we get to our sponsors an absolute roller coaster of a win in which nathaniel hackett is given the game ball what was what was that game like ball for, the, for hack and you'll uh hackett bowl uh on a sunday a game that no team lo- really looked that interested in winning between the Jets and the uh, Broncos there in the fourth quarter. That one must have felt good, Keegan. Yeah, I, I, I really felt that that was uh, – it should have been an easier game than it was. There was definitely some problems throughout the day. Um, we might have lost AVT. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, for those non-Jets fans, would be a massive loss. We'll see. Uh, Zach played okay. Uh, the interception was whatever, but I always like Zach throwing it up to Garrett Wilson in a one-on-one situation. What a crazy interception by Sertan that was. Um, Brees, wow, Breeze what a game, baby. Career, yeah, career high uh, rushing yards for him. Uh, Holland Goats, he really, he really got after it today. Uh, defensive line animals. Uh, they when great. they play with a lead, that team is so fun to watch because like they, the they'll just send the D line. You know, if they're playing with a lead and it's just like, yeah, get after the quarterback, make their life miserable. Let's have some fun with it. But it was a roller coaster. There were some, I mean, we got gashed by an undrafted free agent running back in the beginning of the game. Great. And that was very upsetting. He looked great. Very upsetting. He looked like, he looked like HN for the, for like a couple plays there. I was like, wow, this guy has some legit burst. Good for it. Good for him. I mean, it didn't feel that nerve wracking though, because we were getting beat on like screens and behind the line of scrimmage passes. I mean, we're down DJ Reed, we're down Brandon Eccles. Like, eventually, Sauce got banged up, and Sean Payton just refused to attack our defensive backs. So, so much for him making fun of Nathaniel Hackett for one of the worst coaching jobs in the NFL, because what he did today was absolute malpractice and just not attacking some of our weaknesses. That. That was a bad game plan for Sean Payton. I don't know what he was thinking, but it wasn't good. But we snuck out a win, and you know, watching your football team that you root for tonight, it felt like I was watching a different sport at some points. Watching the 49ers does not feel like I'm watching most of the NFL. Dallas comes into this game, and I'm thinking, you know, Dallas is not a Super Bowl like favorite, but they, you know, they're in the play, they're in the picture for being a very competitive team, playoffs for sure. And woo wee. The San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now. That was a boat race. That was a, that was a boat race. Um, that was a pantsing. You know, I said this on the Thursday pod. I did not think Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy were going to come into Levi's and win that game. I did not predict a 42-10 to 10 blowout. Um, it, is, it is a real tradition for Niners fans to ask for Trey Lance and not see him play because I thought we were going to get a chance to see <laughs> Trey Lance come on the field uh, in this one when the things got out of hand, but he couldn't even get on the field then. Um, Brock Purdy's incredible. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, the George Kittle game. That, that, that game was all about the defense, though. The offense, I know, definitely gets a lot of story, but like Dallas's offense had, had no answers, like none. It was, it was pretty... It's pretty like sh- striking to watch how bad their offense looked, how bad Dak looked. Um, who knows if that was just a product of playing the 49ers or not, but I was pretty surprised that they couldn't even hang with them for like a quarter. That they they had no chance in that game. Um, yeah, let's just let's let's play the Eagles. Let's stay healthy. Uh, the only team that scares me is the Eagles because of that tush push. Really, that's the. That thing is unstoppable. You basically can play with four <laughs> downs every single time. It just completely changes the fabric of how you can attack football games. So I definitely um, am a bit nervous to play them. They look great too. But yeah, the 49ers, this is the best 49ers team I've ever rooted for. And I've rooted for a lot of them. Um, they're so loaded. They're so loaded. At, like every single position, this team is so freaking loaded. So uh brock purdy's getting some flowers too because a lot of people are still trying to say that he's not that good but uh 
pretty sliced and diced that defense. It was pretty pretty surreal to watch. Yeah, he kind of went off today. Um, if we're if we're just going to be completely honest, I mean, if we're going to be frank here, yeah, uh, he, yeah. he was to be quite frank. He, yeah, he, he kind was, of had a fantastic day. Yeah. He, but the thing is, is he was doing stuff I'd seen him do for weeks, and it's funny seeing national media members that are like, "Wow, Purdy is." really good throws on this drive he's he's getting better it's like yeah he's played like 13 games and he's 23 years old of course he's gonna get better as he plays more that's why the whole purdy thing is hilarious is because they're assessing him like he's a 30 year old vet this this guy's this guy's 23 years old so it's um still has yet to lose a regular season game either tough 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 matchup next week they go to cleveland uh 10 a.m game um that's a that's a tough spot and the Cleveland's coming off of their bye. So we'll see if they're able to win that matchup. But, yeah, fun, fun weekend of football. On today's episode, we are recapping everything that happened in week six. We have winners. We have losers. We're sending some no-good, rotten scoundrels to fantasy jail. And, yes, we are airing out some of our bad takes. And milk was a bad choice. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy drafts might be over, but you could still put your knowledge to the test and win cash prizes on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy now has an exclusive offer for new customers. Not only will they double your deposit up to $100, they are offering a mystery pick'em special when you sign up using promo code RTM. Go sign up for Underdog. Those pick'em uh, pick lobbies are a ton of fun. But before diving in, if you care a lot about fantasy football, you should be subscribing to the Regression to the Mean channel. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button, click that like button, and turn on those notifications. We're coming to you three times a week with Sunday recaps, waiver wire analysis, and weekly matchup previews. You are not going to want to miss out, Keegan. Keegan, I think it's like 80% of the people that watch our channel haven't subscribed yet. Go ahead, subscribe. It'll mean the world to us. And thank you again for watching these videos, being a part of the mean team, being a part of this community. You know, it means it means a ton to us, right, Keegan? Yes, emphasis on the mean for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we do enjoy the people who are subscribing, the people who are commenting, the people who are interacting with us. You know, it, it means a lot. It also helps us get better. If you subscribe and you engage, we get better. The content gets better for you. We make it for you guys, the listeners. So we do. We do. Week six, winners and losers. Let's start with a winner. I have a good winner this week, Keegan. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off here. I'd say a major winner this week is regression and positive regression to be exact. You and I pulled up a list of all the pass catchers and we took their fantasy points and their expected fantasy points. And some of the top guys on that list went off this week. One of the biggest ones blinking in red was Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase had a six-point expected fantasy point, two fantasy point difference. And Jamar Chase went off today. I think he had 50 fantasy points. And this was after 52. last... 52. 52. Yeah. And this is after last week where he uh, he said, when they asked him a question, he said, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Excuse my profanity. After the game, he just tweets a picture of a 7-Eleven storefront. He's always open, baby. So that was fun to see jamar chase get back on track if you started jamar chase this week and you lost i am so sorry for you but hopefully that did not happen another big regression candidate and the biggest expected pan expected fantasy points and points gap guy was kyle pitts kyle pitts did not score 52 fantasy points but in his world 15 fantasy points kind of feels like 52 fantasy points pitts had a nice weekend we highlighted zay jones you talked about zay jones in the matchup he catches a touchdown, scores 11 points before leaving with an injury. Tutu Atwell catches a touchdown. Dallas Goddard is the first tight end oh, man. this season. Dallas Goddard is who I had. The first yeah, for my... tight end of the season to go over 100 receiving yards in a game. But Dallas Goddard scores 25 fantasy points. Regression, Keegan. It is always coming, whether it's positive or negative, and it is always going to win. Love it. Love to see regression get a dub this week, especially with Jamar Chase. That was a thing of beauty to watch. Joe Burrow really just build out the whole entire offense around him. They're just like, we're just going to throw to you all day. Burrow actually can move today, which was a really uh, nice surprise. Super encouraging if you're like a Bengals bag holder and you own any of the Bengals players. Like even me as a T. Higgins owner, I know he's banged up, didn't play this week. Like I was super encouraged by today. 
when he like moved out of the pocket a little bit, like stepped back, launched that moonshot all the way to Chase. I was like, yeah, Burrow is Burrow's feeling back, better for he's sure. Feeling better. He, he's feeling better. He took a couple. He still looks a little gimpy, but he, it was the first touchdown where he rolled out of the pocket a little bit, was able to buy a little time and throw a strike to Chase in the back of the end zone. So yeah, big big um, weekend for Joe Burrow. And funny enough, you know, biggest winner uh, this week for me is you know the highest possible co- like candidate for negative regression, and it was Devon Achan and. The guy just regression, regression doesn't proof. come for this guy. He's regression yeah, proof. Yeah, he is he's, regression proof. He's he's, he's regression actually proof. the best fantasy football running back right now. Like as of you know, just because McCaffrey had like a down week. I mean, Devon he's RB one leading the way right now with an he's inactive. Be. This is literally they don't just, have all the stats uploaded yet, but he he's got to be at this point. This is the Justin Jefferson rookie year thing where he was running behind BC Johnson. We're going to remember Salfan Ahmed as the guy that uh, uh, A-Chan was running behind to start his career. Wow, that is insane the start that uh, A-Chan's off to. Um, That whole entire Miami offense is is insane. Closing the loop here on the regression stuff, you know, regression getting a big dub. But who's the next guy? Who's the next guy that we think is going to really benefit positively from regression? It's Chris Olave. So if you have Olave, just keep your fingers crossed. Hold tight. He got in the end zone this got week. Got his touchdown today. But yeah, the Olave toe thing before coming. the game was a little weird. but Really weird. The Olave option spot is coming. It's incoming. Don't worry, but he is the next regression candidate, in my opinion. Keegan, who else do you have as a winner this week? Or loser, if you want to go the loser out. I mean, just from the matchups we highlighted, uh, you did point out Zay Jones, but basically the entire pass-catching core for the Jacksonville Jaguars are positive regression candidates, and they all had double-digit days today, including, well, except for Evan Ingram, basically. So Evan Ingram went down the totem pole, but I did say Kirk might have a difficulty matchup, like just based off the defensive scheme for the Bills, but Kirk eats today. Calvin Ridley goes for 20s. A. Jones even leaves the game early because of a knee injury. We'll be watching that, but he still gets in the end zone. You know, good for that whole pass catching core. I think that was encouraging. Goddard, you highlighted. Darren Waller, it wasn't pretty because the game wasn't very pretty for the Giants, but I mean, he ends up with like, what, 15, 16 point game today, having, you know, a much better fancy day for all Darren Waller owners out there. Um, Devonta Smith. Loser of the week, for sure. That was a bit of a bummer week for him. This was definitely the A.J. Brown and Goddard week. This offense is very interesting because it's like, I think you only get two a week. You get a running back and you get two wide receivers. I just don't know that it will ever be And it's always going to be A.J. Brown, too. A.J. Brown Brown will always be one of them, but I feel like it's Goddard and Swift. A.J. Brown screamed at him on the sidelines, and he's like, I'm always the one, all right? Don't you forget it, Chief. Uh, Winner is, too, is screaming at your quarterback or complaining about not getting the ball. That seems to really work. I'm just uh, if you're if you're a frustrated wide receiver out there that that wants the rock, uh, that that really seems to work. You highlighted the oh. Jaguars pass catchers. Um, Travis Etienne was a major major winner this week, in my opinion. There's so many haters out there. The vultures were circling after two to three kind of meh weeks. Lots of Etienne isn't a top ten running back in the league chatter. It was kind of tough sledding behind a reconfigured offensive line. And what does ETN do today? 136 rush yards, 5.23 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, four receptions, 48 yards, 36.4 fantasy points. The only issue with ETN today, Keegan, he was playing himself in fantasy. Did you see that? I saw that tweet. Oh, that was comedy. He said, I was playing myself in fantasy today. So uh, ETN got the dub, but he he had to go up against his own 36 burger. So... That was a huge um, win for ETN backers. We uh, also just like, I know we recorded uh, Thursday and we did a preview, but just like like high draft capital quarterbacks, like they had a good week finally. It's been a little weird at the quarterback position, but Josh Allen had another good week. Justin Fields had a good week. Hertz had a good week for you. Burrow had a pretty decent week. Like there was some good quarterback winning play, um, I think, out of this as well too. Uh, another winner that I had, just like kind of a random one, speaking of quarterbacks, is Jared Goff. You're down Jameer Gibbs, and you're down Amon Ross St. Brown, and the dude ate today. I mean, he still put up 27 fantasy points without two pretty elite weapons. Josh Reynolds was very active. And Sam Laporta, my other winner of the day. Uh, that take about him, you know, maybe potentially setting some rookie records is, is very much in play. Uh, the guy looks like 
an absolute baller and he's such a huge impact for their team it, it's crazy I, I can't believe another Iowa tight end is just you know making his way through the NFL and just making a cakewalk out of it it's pretty crazy to see going oh. going off yeah other winner um Cooper Cup drafters that blew fab on Puka Nakua and wondering if they could yes. start both of them the in the same lineup. The yes, you up. can. Puka I mean, with 20 points in Cup with 19. That's hilarious. Puka definitely Basically getting a 40-burger out of two people from the same team. That was awesome. Money. I mean, Van Jefferson, big loser, but big wall. Big for the Cooper Cup owners yeah. today. He was, he was back in full force. I, that was very, very good. You, you mentioned tight end briefly, but I'd say a big winner this week is just the tight end position overall. In week four, your top five tight ends were Cole Komet, Mark Andrews, Janu Smith, Jake Ferguson, and Andrew Ogletree. In week five, your top tight ends were George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, Logan Thomas, Sam Laporta, Dalton Schultz. Then you had Darren Waller. Then you had Kyle Pitts. Mark Andrews is in there in the top ten. Your your studs were your studs this week, finally, right? It was it was very nice to see some big point production from tight ends. We we spent capital there on the fifth round in these guys, and it was nice to see some of them hit home. So very very happy with that. It doesn't. It's been still rough. Dallas Goddard again was the first tight end with a hundred receiving yards in a game this season. So still kind of an L overall for the position, but nice to see that. Uh, that spot hit home for people. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of any other major winners from today. Um, any running back playing against the Denver Broncos? That's that's a major, massive winner. So yeah, that feels like a kind of plug and play. Um, like Brees, I, did, I already talked about it a little bit. But yeah, yeah Brees owners, big winner for you guys because he's back. Hear hear this. Any these are the running backs against Denver this year. Week two, Brian Robinson, 87 yards, two touchdowns. Week three, A-Chan and Mostert, 285 and five touchdowns. Week four, Khalil Herbert, 103 yards. Week five, Brees, 100 and, what was it, 70 yards? Did Brees or 177 yards 177 today. yards and a touchdown. That is what running backs have been doing to the Denver Broncos this season. It was so great to see Brees back in action. Major win for him. Uh, they finally seem to be phasing Dalvin Dusty Cook. Uh, into a and hey, he looked role. better today. Well, I mean, in this, his limited touches, against this, he uh, looked a little bit better against this deep. But that kind of in, yeah, that enforces the point we're trying to make here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last winner that I had today is uh, is Gabe Davis. Okay, I I got to shout out this guy. Uh, this was an incredible sequence here in basically garbage time or catch up time in the fourth quarter of this London game. Uh, Gabe Davis catches his fourth touchdown on the season on first and goal in the fourth quarter. The play gets called back on a penalty. I still didn't see a replay of the penalty. I have no idea what happened. I don't know where the penalty comes from. On the very next play, on like a deep first and goal, Josh Allen throws just an absolute 10 out of 10 laser beam to Gabe Davis, who makes a crazy contested catch in the end zone. Uh Ian Hartitz had the reverse Uno meme to the yellow card. And it was it was legit the Uno reverse. The fantasy gods said we're taking that away. And Gabe Davis said, I'm reverse. I'm coming right back with it. So that was that was insane. And Gabe Davis, again, last year gets hurt, wasn't the receiver that a lot of people drafted him to be. Nothing essentially changes for him this year outside of them drafting Dalton Kincaid. He goes in the ninth round, and anyone that just took him again in the ninth round, he looks awesome. Four touchdowns. He looks great. Huge contested like catch along the boundary at the end of the game. He's been money for fantasy managers to start the season. He's been really good. Also, another winner I, I have that I, I'm you know hoping for. This is more like a hopeful wish, but I feel like I see a trend changing. It's like Jordan Addison and winning his like wide receiver two duties because they he got to a point in that game. One with Jefferson out. <laughs> yeah, so obviously a loser is Justin Jefferson owners if it's a serious hammy injury, but at the least you might expect him to miss a week. But there was a point today in that game you could see it happen when – they were just like, okay, no more KJ Osborne. Like, whatever we're doing with KJ Osborne needs to go to Jordan Addison. So, so big winners. Some other rookie performances like Josh Downs had a pretty big day with uh, 
not a huge day, but, you know, a very serviceable fantasy day with uh, Gardner Minshew throwing the ball. Um, just, like, we're at that time of year where, like, the young guys are, like, emerging into lineups and, you know, kind of making a statement. Rasheed Rice, another young guy that's, like, making his mark in their offense. Like, we're, we're officially at that emerge. part of the season where pay attention to that. You know, trends are happening. Jaleel McLaughlin, you know, I mean – what the hell, dude? That, um, Demar, De- that was shocking. Uh, Demar, Tajay Spears. Demarcado, the rookie from Arizona. I do yeah, not. What? Uh, Emery Demarcado, I think is his name. Um, I picked him up in that a nice I don't know about that one. No, look good. <laughs> I watched him. Uh, yeah, that that is insane. You're having these. This is totally peak fantasy football where young receivers are starting to emerge and then just complete out of nowhere running backs are producing in volume-based roles. Uh Dude, Tajay yeah. Spears outproduced Derrick Henry today. Like it, it's just Tajay's young guys. Are, he's so good. He's he's like he doesn't a really even need ACLs. Dynamic player. Yeah, him, uh, HN. I'm trying to think. These little guys that we all liked in the draft that you were hating on. Um, they all look. Uh, they all look pretty good. Not me. You were hating on mean? that running back class. You oh, I was the one. I was. Class. I was Achan's biggest you, fan. You were talking, talking smack, but you love it. Jaleel McLaughlin looks better than uh, than Jameer Gibbs, so you you gotta love that stuff. Any other winners <laughs> before we uh, transition to uh, some losers this week? I don't know about other winners. I think that's a lot. There was a lot of winners today. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Again, injuries suck. Every time you get an injury, it's a loss. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I guess AC joint sprain. Um, I'm guessing He'll be back. misses a week or so. But yeah, he's now lot. He's now left like half of the games he's played in or more with an injury. So that's, that's a uh, problem. That's a bummer. Um, hopefully he can play next week. I mean, Derek Carr played after really messing his shoulder up. So keeping our fingers crossed there. But that game in particular, a big loser is anyone who benched Zach Moss with Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Um, Jonathan Taylor signs a three or $42 million contract extension on Saturday. He's activated off of IR. We get a report that he's going to be on a pitch count. Both him and Moss are going to be splitting touches. And, and again, they're playing Tennessee, who's by far and away the best like rush defense in the NFL. So naturally, in a terrible spot, splitting touches, Zach Moss finishes today with 165 yards and two touchdowns on the ground and 35.5 fantasy points. And I've got a I've got a terrible story with Zach Moss, Keegan, and um, our buddy uh, Hugh, who's a big uh, listener uh, to the podcast. Hugh, shout out! We appreciate you for being a part of the Mean Team. He gives me a call around 9:30 in the morning, uh, FaceTime, and I pick it up, and he goes, "Hey, dude, um, how's it going?" You know, I'm thinking about starting Matt Breida or Zach Moss, right? Those those were the questions that he asked me. So I said, okay, okay, let me ask you a question back, like, cause and I'll make, cause I want to give him an opportunity to like make a decision. I said, would you rather start a bad running back on a bad team that's going to get most of the touches against a bad rush defense, and that's Matt Breida, or would you rather start a solid running back splitting touches against the best rush defense in the league? He went with Matt Breida based off the question that I uh, posed to him. That's kind of like um, helping your buddy like choose a milk for his cereal or his coffee. And it ends up being so rotten that he has to spend like three days in the hospital because you, you were just like, hey, look, would you rather have the milk that's been spoiled for a while or one that just might be spoiled, right? You never know what you're going to get. And um, I feel bad. I really gave him some terrible advice. He ended up starting Brita over Zach Moss, and that was like a 25-point difference. Brita actually had less touches in this game than Eric Gray did. Eric Gray actually yep. got more touches than uh, Brita. So I'm sorry, Hugh. Uh, that was uh, that was bad advice. Man, yeah, I definitely got Zach Moss today. I also played somebody who um, didn't start Moss because they were scared, and they would have wiped the floor with me had they started them. So... You live and you learn sometimes, man. It, you it's just a don't fade him. For sure. Zach Moss is inevitable. You you don't fade him. Uh, another loser I have here, Mac Jones. Um, what a loser. Man, I'm glad you said it because it would have felt biased coming from me, but I'm, I'm glad you said it. 
What a loser. So for the second straight week, Mac Jones has been benched in a blowout. I think this is back-to-back 30-point blowouts for the Patriots. They're back-to-back two of – they are basically two of Bill Belichick's worst losses in his career as a coach, and he had them in back-to-back weeks this year. Okay, so there was a stretch, and I saw this tweet um, there in his last – and I don't know when the temp started and where it ended, but there was a point in this game where there had been 43 pass attempts for Mac Jones, and in that – range of 43 pass attempts he had zero touchdowns and six turnovers looking at yep yeah i remember seeing that on the tv like going back to last game yeah it it is just astounding and then after the game a source close to mac jones i saw this on fox did you see this did you see this quote a source close okay first of all okay you got your mom carrying your weight for you mccorkle (laughs) okay you fucking prick here's what the source close and i'm paraphrasing here but this is the gist of it and it was about you know mac jones playing poorly and it was now that he goes no no matter no matter how good of a cook you are you can't make something good out of garbage that was the quote on a source close to mac jones Shut the fuck up, dude. You're a loser. The first problem, you yeah, the first problem with that quote is he's not a good cook. He's not a good <laughs> he never cook. Never has been. You're a, you're a terrible cook serving a turd sandwich. That's what you're serving to us each week. And you know what? His passing weapons do stink. Um, his offensive line isn't that good. Do I think he's truly as bad as he's looked over the course of the past six to eight games? No. Is it a bad situation? Of, of course. But... Ch- just take your medicine, dog. You paraded yourself around your rookie year like you were the next coming, and we all knew you were fraudulent, and now you're fraudulent. And who who is the source close to Mac Jones? He's, he's having his girlfriend's cousin's best it's Bailey friend. Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bailey Zappi. It's no, matter, no matter how good of a cook you are, you can't make something good out of garbage. Kick rocks, McCorkle. Yeah, I can't wait for him to be the backup quarterback of the 49ers in 2026. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. Luke Kyle Shanahan can finally right his wrongs freaking, and, and finally get Mac Jones on the team. Freaking loser! Um, another loser I got, Sean Payton. Sean uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. He he. he t- Say it for me. He talked a lot of shit on the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett uh, this uh, this off season. And uh, he lost to the said Jets at home facing Zach Wilson to fall to one and four on the season. The Broncos' next six games are against Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, and Browns. Uh, this team, one and ten, this team up. will almost assuredly be one of the worst teams in football this year. And uh, they got Russell Wilson went on the books for another 50, 60 million bucks. When do they have their first round draft pick? Like what I year think they do have they actually no, have I think, one? I think they have it this year. They have their first round. They will be able to pick somebody in the draft this year. <laughs> they have their own pick in 2024. So they are in the uh, race for Caleb or Drake May or whatever quarterback. But um, their receiving core sucks. Their defense is pathetic. They're almost assuredly going to be trading all of these players at the deadline. And they're saddled to uh, Sean Payton for a hundred million dollars, and he looks like a boomer. So, um, pretty. pretty I, I, I really mean it. Like, I, I'm not saying that the Jets are some super elite team, right? But like, there are some obvious like holes in our defense this week with DJ Reed out. I mean, that's a massive loss. That's like one of the top five corners just based off play this year. And Brandon Eccles is out, and so you've got Sauce Gardner. You've got a guy bumped up from practice squad. And you've got Bryce Hall, who hasn't been playing at all this year. And you're throwing behind the line of scrimmage and you're throwing screens and that worked for a little bit, but it worked until it didn't. I mean, they didn't, they didn't have one play like targeting somebody opposite of sauce, like at the end of the game or until the end of the game was six minutes left. Like it took them that long to be like, Oh, you know, we should. And what happens? Like they go down, complete a ball. Like they ended up making it a three point game. It's like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and defend the jets because Obviously, there's you know some issues today, but like they could have done that all game, but they just chose not to. I I don't know what their game plan was there. I, I really don't know what they were thinking. Like, is Russ the problem? Is it Sean the problem? Is it the play calling? I don't know. I mean, Russ was not great today either. Um, another loser is just Russell Wilson in general. 
I mean, he's had a like very shitty, weird year, but he's had a good fantasy season propped up by some late season or like late game he's, garbage time yeah. stuff. And it's kind today of it was back down to earth. Yeah, it's kind of shade and fraud. I don't, I don't know. He, he's got counting stats, but he's been fine. I don't think he's the reason they're bad. It's their defense. Uh, another quarterback that's a loser this week is Dak Prescott. That guy has been so bad for fantasy football. And uh, he did not look like he belonged on the field with an elite defense against an elite offense. And you could throw Mike McCarthy in there as well. They can't get anything going. They're running Tony Pollard in between the tackles, turning him into a thumper. Um, again, Pollard Posse is a loser for this week as well, too. Another <laughs> terrible game script for the terrible. But the Pollard Posse is down bad. Let's throw some screens to him. Let's get some design touches. Let's get him like some some touches where he's you know bouncing to the outside they just keep trying to run him in between the tackles so they have a whole year of tape of what works with kellen moore last year like an entire year of tape like go back do some research let's let's figure out how to get him more involved because i i'm getting depressed watching it it's It's, not fun it's tough i i'm keeping my fingers crossed on on pollard but yeah it's it's not a great watch right now another loss loser that i have is this New York Giants offensive line. It is so bad. It, it is truly so... Evan Neal's letting guys just run free out there. Oh Did you God. see that clip of him where he had another guy blow past him and he's just in pass pro, but like not really blocking anybody? He needs <laughs> to get... Like... They need to move him to guard. That's what I've, I've read, is that he's going to be better as a guard anyways. But Daniel Jones has been sacked 28 times this season. He's been sacked 16 times in the last two weeks. It feels like he's gotten pressured on pretty much every single one of his dropbacks. Uh, he left this game early with a neck with injury. With a neck injury. And then when Tyrod Taylor entered, he was running for his life as well. Now, he actually was able to play a little bit with Darren Waller, which was nice to see. But Daniel Jones looks shell-shocked behind this offensive line. He looks completely done. Um, he, he's like can't sense pressure. He gets too jittery and he's bailing the pocket. This this Giants offensive line is basically brewing everything about this offense this, outside of the you know loss of Saquon Barkley. But major, major losers is is that pass protection. It is it is brutal. Yeah. I mean, if you like go back to our episode when I was talking about this on Thursday, the one that came out Friday, and it's just like, dude, Daniel Jones sacked ten times last week and Miami defense was absolutely in play this weekend for streaming. Oh yeah. And there they go again. I mean, they had a fantastic day. <laughs> they were all over him. Yeah. I mean, that was such a that was a bad showing. And as somebody who's like rostering Danny Dimes and trying to hope like he can recreate some magic from last year, it's super frustrating to watch. And now they might be without him for a week at least. Total. I'm hoping that he's all right, but I mean, totally. he's getting beat up back it was, there. It was a bummer. I don't know where they go from there. I don't really know why he would continue to get back behind that offensive line, just absolutely taking a pummeling. It is it is a tough watch right now. Outside of Daniel Jones, the 30-point game that he had, I don't think he scored more than 10 fantasy points in any of his starts. So that's a, that's a miss on my part here. Um, we might be uh, – we might be – talking some spoiled milk with daniel jones at some point but keegan before uh before we jump to our next segment do you have any other losers you want to highlight uh yeah well this is unfortunate because i'm not saying this person is like a loser based off their play i feel he is in a very losing situation and that is lamar jackson he enters into this episode as one of the biggest losers of the day okay hold up hold up here we're gonna okay we're gonna let's transition to fantasy jail here okay can we, okay can we, all right perfect, perfect fantasy jail all right let's let's yes. keep the music you're stealing right to jail you're playing music too loud right to jail right away you're driving too fast jail slow jail. all right keegan the floor is yours it is time <laughs> to go send some people to fantasy jail um you had mentioned lamar jackson being a loser of the day please educate our wonderful mean team on why you believe that Lamar Jackson was a loser and uh, maybe send some people to fantasy jail. Lamar Jackson is the biggest loser of the day because his entire pass catching core, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar, they are all going to fantasy jail. There was a compilation of drops a made and produced. There was a mixtape of drops tape. produced for Lamar. He could have had a like 35 point outing today. Easy, easy. Mark Andrews passed through his hands. Hey, Flowers gets a ball off his chest. Odell dropping balls. Nelton Aguilar in the bread basket. Well, that's drop. evergreen. The, evergreen with Nelson Aguilar. I understand. I understand. But it just was nonstop today. It was brutal. I mean, 
Zay Flowers went four for what ten today. And I mean, Mark lost. Andrews has had a couple of these incidents where yeah, and they yeah. lost Classic to a shitty Mark, Pittsburgh team. Classic Mark but Andrews like, to like every every five opportunities he has one great catch. Two regular catches and then just and a drop, tragic just drop, drop in the end balls. zone. Just classic Mark Andrews. I look, Rashad Bateman played so bad today. He skipped talking to the reporters and then sent a text to the main beat writer I follow on Twitter. This basically like it Bateman's been through a lot with his foot injury. I think he lost some people close to him. So I think we're gonna be this is a light sentence for Rashad here. I think he's going through a lot more stuff than fantasy football. We're just putting all their hands in jail. Yes, I, I like a lot of these players. Yes. We're just putting the pass catchers' hands in jail. But it was so bad today. It was so bad today that like he straight up was like, This one's on me to a reporter. It was like he was out here in like demon time. Like he's the demons are calling his soul. Shout out future Hendricks. But Rashad Bateman drops a touchdown, <laughs> right? He dropped nice a plug. And then shout out and follow future Hendricks, free bands, uh, Pluto. Uh, he drives a touchdown. <laughs> uh, he also has this deep ball that goes completely off his hands. Uh, Mark Andrews drops a touchdown. That one was a little more difficult. We're talking Rashad Bateman cooks the corner, jumps up, perfect ball in his hands, completely drops it. It was so bad. That was a nice route. I, I mean, do. he cooked him up. Dude, Zay six, Flowers. Like, Zay six Flowers. egregious drops. Oh, yeah. Zay Flowers, multiple drops, like, through the wickets. Also, Zay Flowers falls down on, like, a 60-yard bomb. Like, Zay Flowers was a mess today. He also got punched like in the face today. TJ Watt. TJ Watt punched him in the face. And also, the play calling was so bad. It was like, and Justice Hill fumbles. How many fumbles? I, I've watched so much Ravens football this year. It's just fumbleitis. I, there's so fumble, many fumble, fucking fumble. fumbles. Justice Hill, great play. Goes downfield. You're like, yeah, we're getting in scoring position. Fumble. Puts it on the dirt. Lamar puts it on the dirt. Look. Oh, my goodness. And and what's crazy is, is like they got in the red zone and didn't call a single Lamar run. And it was like, hey, guys, why don't we just let Lamar run? It, and again, that, that interception he throws to OBJ and OBJ runs like the worst route of looks so cooked. OBJ looks so cooked. Oh, he looks so bad. Lamar was the best player for the Ravens today, and he's been the best player the entire year. I mean, there he was doing things today that make him – we texted about it. I mean, he looks so So in command of the offense. Like, it's his game, but he's not getting any help. I mean, what sucks is I – I you want to do milk was a bad choice for me. I mean, I spent months and months hyping up the pass catching core, especially post draft, post OBJ. This is his best pass catching core yet. I mean, this milk is Zay, bad, bad, bad. Zay and Mark Andrews are fine, and then if Bateman's playing well, it's it's by far the best pass score he's had. And but look, we're sending Bateman to fantasy jail. Zay Flowers, you're on you're on probation, buddy. We're looking at you. You at yeah. least. Mark Andrews, you can do no wrong, but you you know you were a part he can. of it. You he were can. part of this. He, you were he's building a history of dropping you were catches in the end zone. You were an accomplice here, Mark Andrews. Uh, but it's Nelson Aguilar, fantasy jail, fantasy life sentence. That dime was so gorgeous, and you knew he was going to drop it. I'm watching it live, and it's like <laughs> there's no chance. And I mean, like we're we're talking perfectly in his hands, and it just clean through his hands fantasy jail nelson you're gone forever actually nelson aguilar randomly i started him when he was a raider in a fantasy championship and he scored like 30 on christmas eve shout out nelson aguilar but you're still in jail buddy you're still in jail i'm not happy with that i'm not happy with how that shook out lamar jackson should have scored more fantasy points um another fantasy jail that i'm another person i'm sending a fantasy jail thing i'm sending a fantasy jail it's a two-parter one it's not called the brotherly shove. We are not going to call it the brotherly shove. If you try to call it going to fantasy, phenomenal offensive coordinator, Kevin Burkhart, really liked that team. Stop calling it the brotherly shove. It's not the brotherly shove. Please stop pushing this on us on Twitter, on social media. It's called the tush push. Second, tush push. Got to go to fantasy jail. I hate it so much. I get it why they run it. I'm not saying they shouldn't run it. But it is so lame that the Eagles basically won this game because they got a defensive DPI um, in the end zone with two seconds left. They basically throw her out. Jalen Hurts underthrows a ball to purposely get a defensive pass interference on the Rams that moves the ball all the way to the one-yard line with two seconds left. And they're not kicking a field goal. You know why? Because they have the dumbest, most unstoppable play ever. And I hate it. Well, it's- 
I hate that. What's funny is nobody else can do it. Well, no, people do it. Nobody, but they don't. I know, but I mean, nobody does it successfully. I have Landon Dickerson, and they don't have Jason Kelsey. And you know what? Their left guard commits a false start every single time they do it. Have you seen it? Yeah, you know what's funny? Everybody's left guard and everybody's tackles commit false starts every game. Call a false start on it then because they are committing a false start on this play to make it happen. They are moving before the ball is snapped. This is not a football play. (laughs) This is not a football play. If you want to run the tush push. No, but this is a fancy football play. It's a fancy football play. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts on our feet. You stop it. This is good. You stop it. You stop it. Look. If you look, run the tush push is fine, but they're getting away with murder with this false start. And look, <laughs> murder. That play needs to go to jail. I'm over it. I'm so over it. As a 49er fan, it's the only thing that scares me right now in the entire NFL is the Eagles running that dumb push play. It's not a football play. Get it out of the game. I sound like an old man yelling at a cloud, but at the same time, if the NFL is going to keep it in, and if the referees aren't going to flag the false start, keep it going. Keep running it, Philadelphia. Why wouldn't you run it? You have a huge competitive edge. I'm not saying Philly should run it. I'm just saying the play is stupid, and they're mean faces, and they're jerks for running it, and I hate it, and I'm sending it to fantasy jail. Keegan, any other things that you're trying to send to fantasy jail here? Uh, Yeah, no, I would just like to uh, send fantasy football to jail <laughs> sometimes, dude. This is the most frustrating game, dude, like, Anthony Richardson, right? You're you're hoping he's going to have a good bounce back game. He leaves his second game early, and like the team, of course, that you're starting Anthony Richardson on, like doesn't get any points, and you know you get skull fucked. And then, of course, you're playing against a guy <coughs> who has who has Anthony Richardson, and he also goes out of the game, and yet somehow you still lose that game when you know his running backs combined for 20 points because George Kittle just randomly catches three touchdowns and George Pickens at the end of the game goes for 26. And, oh, yeah, he started the Jets' defense who get a touchdown at the end of the game. Oh, they the get Jets' a defense was so foul. Oh, my God. I'm going mean, to lose this week because of those eight points. That was absolutely I mean, brutal. it's week one or it's week five, and I'm looking at a team that I've already lost Mike Williams on. Austin Eckler's been injured on by. I have no T. Higgins this week. I'm just like, no Kenneth Walker this week. I'm like, fantasy football is the dumbest game in the world sometimes. Like, I'm down four out of five of my top first picks in these leagues already. And some, it's week five, dude. It's week five, and I'm like pulling my hair out. There's it, only one. So don't, bl- don't blame the game. Don't blame the game. You know, you blame you for playing it. Throw yourself into jail. Self-imposed. I know. Jail I know. I'm, I'm for, for play of exactly for torturing myself with this. Um, and also, my other one is, um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep throwing Zach Wilson and maybe Juvie because he still looks like a little kid. But uh, Garrett Wilson's fantasy wide receiver one hope season are tanking rapidly. He just cannot work this connection out it's with Zach Wilson. The Reese is super involved, but I just don't know what it is. I, I don't know how to fix that. I feel bad for people who drafted Garrett Wilson this year because it is sad, sad, sad to watch. And I feel like Zach Wilson might just have to go to like juvie, you know, like teen court or something until he looks like a real man or grows a mustache. I feel like he's too young to be thrown in an actual fantasy jail. But. Juvie! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, okay, so that's it. We're Bateman's going to jail. Mark Andrews, light sentence. Say Flowers, light sentence. Nelson Aguilar, life in prison. Um, <laughs> the Tush Bush, go to jail. Uh, brotherly, anyone who calls it brotherly shove, life with no parole. Um, yeah, and we're also going to go ahead and put uh, Zach in uh, juvenile detention and fantasy football. It makes its way into uh, fantasy <laughs> yeah. jail. It's week um, five and fantasy football's already in fantasy in, for uh, well. in fantasy jail. Um you know, we had some takes last week. We had some takes in the off season. I think it's uh time we uh you know air some of them out. You down? Milk was a bad choice. Yeah. Yep, let's let's drink some milk. Let's cue it. Milk was a bad choice. I was surgical this week, Keegan. It uh it might help that we didn't have any official start sits. Um, that, that might have yes. um, I'll start with the bad. I'm going to start with the bad here. Uh, I told you to bench Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and uh, they were pretty good. They were actually both really effective. Desmond Ritter uh, definitely is going to hold on to his job for the time being. He looked basically Ritter looks good at home and terrible on the road is kind of the uh, TLDR here. And then I also said it was going to be Bijan Robinson week. I we made a TikTok and a YouTube short and. Um, 
He got bailed out by a TD, but there was not much running room for B. John Robinson this week. They kind of let Desmond Ritter uh, beat him. Houston defense is mean. Yeah. Um, God, I can't figure you out, Arthur. Arthur, I cannot figure you out, buddy. You Dude, and I keep dancing. I know. We're doing this tango, and I, I can't figure it out for the life of me. I know. You, we're stepping all over each other's feet here, Arthur. I mean, look, Desmond Ritter keepers. For touchdowns, nope. Drake Wins. London gets a good game. Pitts goes off, but Bijan doesn't eat. Like, but the touchdown only goes to Desmond Ritter. Oh my! Uh, it is such a miserable experience. I, I can't figure it out. It, but at least this offense showing signs of life. This offense, Desmond Ritter. Um, Desmond Ritter is somebody who might, you know, he might be getting phased out of fantasy jail. We'll see. We'll see. Arthur is is still in jail. We'll never forget you, Arthur. I think Arthur is just our punching bag for continuously. Drafting these amazing <laughs> players and it not working we out. We should get him on the pod. Yes. Ask him some questions. Hey, Arthur, what was it like <laughs> being born a billionaire? How hard did you have to work? Okay. <laughs> on the waiver episode, um, I spoke pretty passionately about Michael Wilson. I did not recommend starting him this week, but I was adamant about picking him up off of waivers. I had a couple friends text me angrily. Because uh, uh, naturally he finished the day with 2.8 fantasy points. So again, I did yeah. not tell you to start Michael Wilson. I told you to pick him up. I'd say this is more of like I did a brand deal with uh, with milk, and I <laughs> I recommended the milk, and the milk got immediately recalled. Like it just got called. But yeah. look, I still believe in the. Yeah, milk. you were like brand dealing for a new alternative. I like the milk. And then... I like the milk. Okay. <laughs> But I don't like this batch of milk. So stay patient. Wait for the new batch to come out. Um, but that's that's it. I you know I I didn't have a lot of bad takes last week. I kind of I nailed it. Um, the good called Rishi Rice. I said the Jags would run the ball against the Bills, and that happened. DTN had his best week. George Kittle, baby. I, I did say this was going to be the George Kittle game, and he, uh, he went off for 27 fantasy points. Dalton Schultz, thank you very much, 17 fantasy points. And I said uh, Alexander Madison and Damian Pierce were going to be touchdown dependent. One of them got in the end zone, one of them didn't, and uh, that was the uh, difference between the two of them. Keegan. Not too bad. Your, uh, Not too bad for you. Takes? Yeah, so uh, same thing. It's like a little bit harder to have some actual bad milk just because, you know, we didn't necessarily do start sit. But some things that I did tell you that were good last week, uh, Jalen Hurts week, I highlighted how how the Rams kind of got gashed by Anthony Richardson on the ground and very successful day for Jalen Hurts, so that was good. Um, what else that was good? Oh, I pointed out how Miami has been very kind and friendly to fantasy uh, tight ends this year. And it did take a little bit to get there for Darren Waller, but he did get there and today. he just missed a um, touchdown, too, yeah, that deep ball. Yep. So he could have also had a massive, massive day there. But on the bad side of that game, I also told you that this was a get-right spot for Daniel Jones. This, you know, Miami's been friendly to the fantasy QB position, fifth most. Um you know, probably need to be looking into that a little bit more. Obviously, those numbers are a bit highlighted by some, you know, kind of different matchups and not so great game uh, scripts. But Daniel Jones had a very, very tough day, which is weird that I recommended Daniel Jones after I spent a couple of minutes in that episode highlighting how the Miami defense was such a good play. But I still thought Daniel would get home. He did not. So, no, no he's droppable. That's kind of he's just like, droppable. Time to, time to let it go. Drinking. The milk of Daniel Jones is, is kind of like, well, you know, it's two days old, but I'm not going to go to the store today. I could probably at least have it with a bowl of cereal. Um, and you keep doing that. And then next thing you know, it's five days old and you're still kind of tapping into this well of milk. Like that's what playing Danny Dimes feels like. It's time bad to go milk. to the store and, bad and go get yourself a new carton of quarterback because it's bad. Not only is the milk terrible, it'll be like, it'll have a picture of Daniel Jones like, Missing confidence, and that'll say on the, the, the milk carton as you drink it and it poisons um, Another bad thing that I did uh, go ahead and point out this week was um, you play Kyron Williams because of his usage, and you have to, and his role. This was a very bad Kyron Williams week. Who would have thought that if Cooper Cup comes back, it's going to affect Kyron Williams? I, I know that. Sean said that. Called Sean it. called that. It's going to affect Kyron Williams, and it's going to affect Van Jefferson and no one else because Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup can all eat. They can all eat for free Williams at the Buffet de Ky Stafford. But Kyron, his target share dropped like 
crazy. It cratered in this game. Um, and yeah. that was kind of picking up his fantasy days. Yes, he was still having some good uh, effect on the ground. Like the week the before, Eagles he went for rough. 100. The but... Eagles are a rough matchup, dude. The Eagles have the best, I think, rush defense in the league right now. So I think they're going to be better days for Kyron. But him locked in as a top 12 play moving forward, it's going to take an injury to one of their pass catchers, I think, to really see it. Or like Stafford has 50 attempts in a game. Uh, other good. I highlighted this when we were talking about regression candidates, but basically all the pass catchers minus Evan Ingram. So that was a bad, but all the pass catchers for the Jaguars were great plays in fantasy this week. So that was good. Um, they all kind of like regressed a little bit positively to the mean there. And they all, they all ate a little bit except for Ingram. Um, cause I did say, you know, he's got some good underlying metrics and he's been great and very he different or game. like a several different categories, but he, he had a bit of a rough go a rough in that game. matchup. Uh, another one that I do, this may be the worst milk of the week, and this might be a long-term thing that we just need to start thinking about, but James Cook. That was a bad call. That was a bad call. It was a bad match for James Cook. And I don't you know think what? we'll be I, too worried about it. That that was just a weird, weird matchup. I, I, I know. I know. I weird be... matchup, but... You know, he goes from finally getting his first, you know, like bulk of red zone carries and end zone opportunities into a very poor matchup. And, you know, they're kind of trying to play like the game script was weird. Everything was weird kind of about that game. But, you know, he hasn't really exploded yet. He hasn't had a monster day like his best outings, about 19 points. He had 120, 123 rush yards. That's for the game. That's seven the game yards I'm referencing. He, he had five carries for minus four yards today. Like. I don't really yep. think that's on him, you know. I it's, it's I watched that game. There was a decent amount of Damian Harris rotating in Latavius Murray. That run game had no chance. So I don't I don't know. It should have been a good matchup though. It should have been a way better matchup against the Jaguars. The Jags D looked good. Look, throw everything out in a London game. Seriously, like you. you well, the, I can't do that because lag. I told people to do something, so I got to own up to it. Yeah, I can't you, just throw that out. You do. You did. You did make people drink some bad milk. You really. It was a. It was a hot day. It was a hot day, and they were just sucking down some some like hundred percent whole milk. But I think I think that's it. You know, a couple bad uh, cups of bad milk here. James Cook, Evan Ingram, Danny Dimes. Um, but you know, not too bad. Not too bad on this week for sure. Um, what a Goddard game. Gosh, we were talking about that on the last game. Feed him the Just ball. talking about his expected. We got to get him the ball. We got to get him the and ball. And they did. And they got him the ball. And Love it. They finally answered my question of uh, will we get him more involved? Yes, they they actually did get him. They got more him involved. involved they got him involved. Well, it was a fun week. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as fun as last week. I'd say for fantasy, I had some some brutal L's. We'll see. I need Christian Watson to have a twenty six point mega outing which is definitely in his range of outcomes but we shall see keegan before we jump anything you got to say to the listeners i hope you guys all have a good week have a great week enjoy your week enjoy your mondays wherever whenever you listen to this enjoy it we appreciate you being a part of the mean team again if you have any feedback leave it go ahead we we appreciate you that's uh that's what matters we do All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time.